when Jackie Robinson was hired by the Dodgers and Branch Rickey, he was uh, he was actually signed a contract in late 1945, and they needed a place for him to play in 1946. He played in the Negro League, so he was playing the top uh, Negro League ball of the day, and but they wanted a place to put him where he'd be accepted and where he would be liked, and and it just happened that Montreal was Brooklyn's AAA team at the time. They were called the Montreal Royals, and and so Branch sent Jackie up to Montreal. Um, got a standing ovation. The crowd loved him. They won the the AAA World Series that year, so they won the championship that year. And then, of course, he broke the modern day color barrier in 1947 um, with with the Dodgers and and went on to his Hall of Fame career. Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. We have a nice show for you today. You just heard from Scott Crawford of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. He will be my guest today as we cover topics from Joey Votto, Jackie Robinson, and LeGrand Orange to the Montreal Expos and the World Baseball Classic. If you want to say in who makes it into the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame, head to irishbaseball.org and become a member of the Irish American Baseball Society. In 2023, Jim Leland, Jim Palmer, and John McSherry were inducted. The conversations have already started for 2024, so make sure you are a member. Now let's welcome Scott Crawford to the show. Thanks for being here, Scott. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a pleasure. I can't wait to talk some baseball. So you are representing the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, and I want to start off very simply with the basics. If somebody wants to visit the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, where are they going to head, and how can they go visit you? Yeah, well, two very good questions. I mean, we're, we're located <laughs> in St. Mary's, Ontario, which if, uh, if you know where Toronto is, we're about two hours west of Toronto, um, so relatively really easy to find um, just off the main road, main highway. Um, we've been in St. Mary's since uh, we opened here in 1998 after being in Toronto for a few years, and so we've been open 25 years now, so pretty easy to find and we're a great museum with walking trails and ball fields and lots to do. So why don't we talk about that first? You obviously do have a very substantial facility at the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. So I'm assuming unlike the National Baseball Hall of Fame here in the States, you're not just a museum. It feels like you are actively participating in the game of baseball there. Well, for sure. And that's one of the reasons St. Mary's won the bid to to, to bring the Hall of Fame here. Um, we have 32 acres of land, which if uh, you can picture that, I mean, we have four ball fields on our site with walking trails and space around them, a lot of nature and trees and whatnot. It, it allows us, we host about a thousand events here in the summertime from ball games and practices and tournaments and clinics and camps and everything here on our site. And um, right from kids that are, you know, just learn the game at five, six years old, right up to the elite amateur baseball in the province which you know goes to 18 year olds plus we have slow pitch here and um, so a wide range of of uh, activity and events and that just goes and it's all like basically attached to the museum the museum's on site too and so a lot of teams come here and you know play a ball game then have a barbecue and then come to the museum to learn some great baseball history so at the irish american baseball society one of our goals long-term goals maybe is to get Ireland represented in the World Baseball Classic. And you're saying that you have a lot of youth baseball. You definitely are working to promote the game in Canada. 
Have you noticed that Canada being a part of the World Baseball Classic as that has grown over the past few years? Have you noticed the World Baseball Classic really being something that is exciting the younger generation, making them more interested in baseball, maybe one day representing their country in a tournament like that? Canada's been a part of the WBC since its inception, so have you noticed that really helping to promote the game there? It's one of my favorite tournaments, the World Baseball Classic, because, I mean, it's country versus country, right? I mean, obviously up here in Canada, you've got all the hockey stuff going on, and when, you know, Canada's playing the States or the gold medal game in hockey, it's it's so exciting. And, and baseball's the same way. I mean, the World Baseball Classic is the best, the best of each country. I mean, you, you look at Team USA this year, they were stacked, uh, Japan obviously won the tournament and not as well known names, but they're obviously amazing at baseball and have been for years. I mean, Team Dominican Republic was was favored to win the whole darn tournament and they didn't get out of the first round. Um, that's why you got to play the game. You know, your team can be really good on paper, but you got to play the game, right? It's like any sport. Anybody can win any time. And that's what's exciting with these tournaments. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the better baseball can't or Canada can do in that tournament, any tournament helps create excitement for kids. I mean, we went two and two this year. We didn't get out of the first round again, but those two wins were, were good to see. And they're only going to build on it. We have a lot of young, young talents in the minor leagues right now. And that is coming up through the system. And, you know, baseball in Canada has a lot to do with how baseball Canada does the tournaments, but also on how the Blue Jays do. Um, because the Blue Jays are winning like they are the last couple of years. Kids get excited. Kids wear their blue t-shirt to school or their Blue Jays hat to school. And, and it's cool to like baseball. And so that's, that's a good thing for us. One more quick question about baseball in Canada in general. And then we are going to move on to talking about the Hall of Fame specifically. But there's a lot of talk about expansion and teams moving, which has a lot of people reevaluating the Montreal Expos and the possibility that baseball might return to Montreal at some point. And even if it doesn't, or if it does, just talking about when baseball was in Montreal for all those years, what type of legacy do you think the Expos have, not just on baseball in general, but Canadian baseball specifically? Well, I mean, the Expos were the first team, right? I mean, they started in 1969. The Jays didn't start till 1977. So the Expos were Canada's first Major League Baseball team, and, and some people forget that. And, you know, the Expos have been gone almost 20 years now it's hard to believe they left after 2004 and um you know the expos mean a lot to baseball in canada that you know we help preserve them they're still so popular and people come in the door um we have displays about them we talk about them and people want to do the same i mean um, we had a ton of blue jay fans here but as soon as you start talking about canadian baseball the expos always come out in people's conversations and it's probably a lot to do with like the great players they had, not only the, you know, the greatest Canadian hitter ever, Larry Walker, but you go back to the eighties and Andre Dawson and Gary Carter and Tim Raines and Steve Rogers and manager Jim Fanning and Tim Wallach at third base. Like you go on and on and on. And, you know, more recently with Vladimir Drode and uh, you know, and, and Moises Alou and, you know, ex- Expos were unlimited in the talent they brought through the game, brought up for their minor leagues and, Unfortunately, they weren't able to keep it, as we all know, and, and they went off to other teams. But just the teams Expos built, if they could have stayed together, the Expos would have been the first Canadian team to, to win a World Series, not the Blue Jays. And even looking at that 94 strike and how good the Expos were that season, and I think they were 
the favorites to win the World Series that year. The 94 strike really, really hurt that franchise. It did, and it was unfortunate. You know, the fortunate thing is they, you know, they did play for another 10 years after that. And But as you can see, after 94, I mean, Larry, Larry Walker left, and then Mike Lansing left, and some of the pitchers left. And it was just one of those things where it's just hard to, hard to keep the talent because they didn't have the money and the support. All right, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. What are some of the exhibits that you have on display? What are some of the things that people can see, not just the players who are inducted, but some of the things people can see to get some of the history of Canadian baseball? Yeah, I mean, we're still a relatively small museum, but we're about 3,500 square feet. And, you know, you can walk in the first room, you know, has sort of a display on Larry Walker and Joey Votto because they're arguably the two greatest hitters uh, to ever play. And and uh, then we have a current, you know, a current display on, you know, on either our new collections or on uh, Canadians who are playing in the major leagues right now. So that sort of grabs the kids or the people who are really only liking today's game as opposed to the game 50 years ago. And when you walk back in the old museum, you know, we sort of divide the other part of the museum into five sections. One is sort of a, a history cultural room uh, where we talk about baseball going, it goes back to 1793 in New Brunswick, up here in Canada. We talk about Jackie Robinson, of course, with, you know, the J or the Major League Baseball does a Jackie Robinson day every year. And just certain aspects of the game. I mean, the, we talk about the coaches and the umpires and the scouts and the scorekeepers and the trainers. And, you know, because as you know, we all love seeing the players play, but without scorekeepers and announcers and trainers and coaches the game doesn't happen and then we go in and we talk about the players room you know we have uh you know from Canadian players the famous Blue Jay Expo players to you know famous people who played in Canada we have an autographed Babe Ruth bat and baseball on display because Babe Ruth played some time in Toronto not he didn't play for Toronto but he played some minor league ball in Toronto during his days and and then like we talked earlier we have a you know about the Expos of course the Blue Jays and Expos are a huge part of the museum and and then we have the hall of fame plaque gallery as well which which talks about the best the best of the hall of famers in the museum and i just want to circle back to jackie robinson as you mentioned i think a lot of our listeners who are my age and older have no question why you brought up jackie robinson maybe some of our younger listeners don't know about jackie robinson's connection to baseball in Canada and it's huge it's a big part of that story it is I mean when when Jackie Robinson was hired by the Dodgers and Branch Rickey he was uh he was actually signed a contract in late 1945 and they needed a place for him to play in 1946 he played in the Negro League so he was playing the top uh Negro League ball of the day and but they wanted a place to put him where he'd be accepted and where he would be liked and and it just happened that Montreal was Brooklyn's AAA team at the time. They were called the Montreal Royals. And and so Branch sent Jackie up to Montreal, um, got a standing ovation. The crowd loved him. They won the, the AAA World Series that year. So they won the championship that year. And then, of course, he broke the modern day color barrier in 1947 um, with, with the Dodgers and, and went on to his Hall of Fame career, um, did lots of things after his playing career. And of course, the Jackie Robinson Museum just opened up in New York in the summer of 2022. So if you're ever there, you got to head up and see that museum. So now we're going to get into the actual Hall of Fame and the players that get selected to represent the best of the best in Canadian baseball. So first of all, who qualifies? Are these players who were born in Canada? Are these players who played in Canada? It's a bit of a mix. I mean, 71% of our inductees are Canadian born. 
So basically three quarters born in Canada. The other 29% are uh, sort of all-time great Blue Jay Expos. For example, like Dave Steve's in our Hall of Fame, Joe Carter's in our Hall of Fame, Tony Fernandez. And of course, some of the Expos you mentioned earlier, you know, Tim Raines, Andre Dawson, Gary Carter, Tim Wallach, those types, Steve Rogers, those people are in our Hall of Fame too, because they've done something significant in the game of baseball in Canada, which is key if you're not Canadian. Um, you can't play one season with the Blue Jays or Expos and think you're getting in our Hall of Fame. Um, you know, several of these guys that like they there's who you went to see. If you're an expo fan, you went to see Gary Carter and Tim Raines. If you're a Blue Jay fan in the 80s, you went to see Tony Fernandez at shortstop or in the 90s, Carlos Delgado at first base. Um, because that was who you wanted to see, the best of the best. And so yeah, I mean, they're uh mostly are Canadian born, but of course, Canadian baseball represents all aspects of Canadian baseball. There is at least one player, and I didn't look at all of the potential crossover that we've had, but one of my personal favorite players who is represented both in the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame and the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. And I think he was an underrated player in his day. And I think we're just starting to realize with some of the modern analytics just how good Rusty Staub was when he played in the major leagues. He is represented in both of our Hall of Fames. So if you could talk about Rusty Staub the impact. I mean, LeGrand Orange, the best nickname in baseball history, how he sort of ingratiated himself into the culture in Montreal, how he made himself a Canadian baseball representative in his time with the yeah, Expos. For sure. I mean, I mean, Rusty Staub, like you said, he he's a legend. He played 2,951 games, which I think is the most games by any player not in the Hall of Fame other than Pete Rose. Um, so he played for 23 years, believe it or not, starting 19, went to 41, right? So, um, and he played He played four years as Montreal. He's in our Hall of Fame. You're right. He was a couple-time All-Star of the Expos, played just over 500 games. But he was, the key thing about him is he broke, he came to the Expos in their very first season in 1969. And he the community fell in love with him he he participated he learned french he went out and did events um he really got into the community a lot more than other players so he became a fan favorite like you said he got his cool nickname um because of his orange orangey red hair he had and uh he, he turned out to be one of the best players and and you're right if you you look at his numbers i mean he had more walks and strikeouts he did career on bases 362 i mean if he played in today's game you know, he'd be one of the best paid players in all of baseball. And uh, because he could get on base, he could hit for average. He had some power. Um, he won. He was an all-star. You know, he just played well. I mean, he was mostly, and it was pure, definitely first base slash DH pinch hitter. But uh, to play 23 years in the big leagues, uh, you, you definitely know what you're doing. And you're one of the best all time. And he sort of reminds me of another Canadian player who is still active, and that's Joey Votto who is another guy who just does all the right things. And sometimes maybe it's a little quiet because he's there in Cincinnati, but he's a personality as well, sort of a lot like Rusty Staub, where he ingratiated himself into that community. He is a part of Cincinnati baseball history right now, that legacy and you can't take that away from him. And I have a feeling someday he's going to find his way into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. For sure. you got to be retired three years. So Joey's got a few years left. 
hopefully he plays for a few more years after this. Um, yeah, Joey, I mean, he was signed as an 18-year-old catcher out of Ontario here by the Cincinnati Reds. So he's been with the Reds more than he lived in Ontario for, for his life. Um, and he's, he's, he's going to go to the Cooperstown. He's going to the National Baseball Hall of Fame when he's done. You know, with his numbers, he's a 300 hitter. He's on base is over 400. His slugging is over 500. He's won like seven on base titles. He's won MVP award. Um, he's won gold gloves. He's won silver sluggers. He's, he's won, you know, everything he could almost win um, as an individual player. Um, and I know he'd love the Reds to be in the playoffs more, but that's a, that's a team game. You can't always help that aspect. But Joey is amazing. You're, he is a quiet fella. He has routine. He doesn't like to mess with his routine. But he's played, you know, 15, 16 years in the big leagues, and he's going to the Hall of Fame, so his routine's working for him. Absolutely. I am surprised when I see people who aren't 100% sure that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. In my mind, he is the definition of Hall of Famer. He just does everything the right way. He's been so good for the game. He's a character, which the game has had so many of them. But then you just look at the numbers, and he's undeniable in that respect as well. So I think he brings absolutely everything that you could want in a ball player. And the people in Cincinnati absolutely love him. I'm sure the people back in Canada are just crazy about him. He is. I mean, Joey is Joey's going to be up, you know, Larry Walker is the best all around player in baseball because Larry could steal bases and won multiple gold gloves. You know, we talk about Joey Votto. I mean, his hitting numbers are right there with Larry's. Um, he played a couple more years. He's going to pass Larry in career hits this summer. Two or three more years, he might pass Larry in career home runs. You know, so when you're talking top five players of all time, you know, obviously Fergie and Larry, because they're in Cooperstown already, are, are number one, too. But you know, Joey would Joey would be in the rest of that top five for sure. And what about Freddie Freeman playing for Canada this year in the World Baseball Classic? Was that a big deal? Because he is one of the best doing it right now. And for him to decide to play for Team Canada had to be a big deal. It is. I mean, he's one of the best players in all of baseball. He won the MVP a year ago and and uh, he's been great with the Braves and now great with the Dodgers. And, you know, his both his parents were born in Ontario, so that makes him eligible to play for Canada in the World Baseball Classic, which he did in 2017 and again this past uh, this past spring. Um, it's great. His mom passed away uh, when he was young, so he likes to represent Canada to, to remember his mom by. And, you know, when you can have one of the best players in your clubhouse, like I think every young Canadian in that clubhouse, because we did have one of the youngest teams in that tournament, you know, they should be crowding around Freddie Freeman and sucking the power and energy out of Freddie's uh, great talents that he has and just, you know, taking every ounce of knowledge they can get from Freddie. Because again, Freddie's played 12 years. He's been MVP. He's been all-star. He's won all the awards. And and uh, if you can't learn something from Freddie Freeman, then you shouldn't be in the, in the clubhouse. And before I let you go, I just want to ask sort of a big picture question. And that is the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. What would you say is your mission? Is it preserving history? Is it trying to grow the game forward? Is it some combination of the two? It's definitely a combination. I mean, when, when the Hall of Fame, it started in Toronto in the early 80s, right? And they had they had the museum. And, and one of the reasons we won the Hall of Fame in St. Mary's here is because we had the, the facility where we could build ball fields yet and preserve the museum. So. I always like to tell visitors and guests that we, we preserve the vast history of baseball in Canada inside the museum, 
but we're promoting the future. I mean, one of our new, one of our big windows inside the museum looks directly at a ball field. And so we're giving tours and talking baseball history. At the same time, right out of the window, there's the 10 year old kid playing ball. And, you know, you and I love baseball and, and whatnot. We're adults. We, we need that 10 year old kid to fall in love with the game and to stay in love with the game. And then, you know, and just keep pulling that game forward because the more people that love baseball, you start at a young age, you'll catch them, you'll get them for life. And that's, that's really important. Scott Crawford of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Thank you so much for this conversation. I think it was just very enlightening and I really appreciate it. No problem. It's always great to talk baseball. So anytime you want to chat, just you know how to find me and we'll, we'll talk some more baseball. I'm Rick Becker. The Irish Baseball Podcast is a production of the Irish American Baseball Society. Check us out at irishbaseball.org. This has been episode 69 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. <laughs>